Do not be afraid. <laughs> It's just Christmas. It's hey, coming. Joanne is with me. Don't be afraid, Joanna. I am so not afraid. I'm nice. excited to be here. Good awesome. morning. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> um, my name is Merle, and I'm here with Joanna. And we are going to answer all of your gardening questions, <laughs> any other questions you might have. And uh, we had, uh, it was pretty cool. Santa flew in yesterday with his reindeer. And... Uh, And we, so we have a little area nice. set up, a pen set up where he parks the one and actually brought a couple of ones that are, haven't made it to the, to the full range yet. Right. Like there's, he brought a couple of ba like a baby and a mama. A in. baby reindeer. Yeah. You have a baby reindeer. A baby reindeer. It's almost more exciting than Santa. I can't believe he's taken time out of his busy schedule. Well, you know, come visit when you're up. such a good boy like me, <laughs> yeah, he, he owes me. <laughs> You know everybody, Merle. Yeah, there you go. But Santa and also we had Elsa and Anna down there. Nice. So the princesses looked very beautiful, and uh, so they're down there again today. Cool. And Santa and the reindeer. So if you uh, that sounds and, like a ton of family fun. Yeah, and uh, Santa's flying in soon, and he's hopefully going to give us a show when he gets to the store. Brad said he's going to try and get him right when he gets off the sled. And uh, parks it and all nice. that other stuff gets his... When his beard is all wind-whipped. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he likes to give the reindeers a little bit of feed first thing just to calm them down. And yeah. Uh, But yeah, we had some great pictures yesterday. We had uh, a whole bunch of families go through pictures cool. with Santa and the reindeer and uh, also with Elsa and Anna. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're raising money for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, with them and uh, also the food bank. So if you're, if you're coming down, uh, we have free coffee from the Starbucks in Walden. They have donated nice. uh, big jugs of coffee Keep and everything. Warm. We have hot chocolate and we have uh, candies, courtesy of our partners at Wallace and Carey. Wow, nice. Yeah, so all Sounds kinds like of candies. Of treats. Yeah, all kinds of sugar high going on. So <laughs> down in Fill your face full of sugar. And we had, I'm not sure if Nando's, yeah, we had Nando's chicken was there yesterday. I'm not sure if they're oh, there awesome. today. They have a food truck too. Well, no, this is this Nando's chicken. They were just doing sauces. They were oh, had okay. their spin, their wheel of spin, and then they were nice. doing that. So that was fun. And with popcorn going, so cool. all kinds of fun stuff. So Very cool. Yeah, fires. You can hang out, play in the playground. Yep, take a pass through the greenhouse, see what's growing inside. Yeah, I actually had to calm a couple kids down. We had some where we had piled the snow up. We had some kids up on top of the snow hill, and they were throwing them at their siblings. Oh, And these geez. ones are kind of big, big Didn't snowballs. Didn't they know Santa was watching? I, that's what I said. I said, hey, God. But these were fairly big <laughs> snowballs. I just didn't want to see one of the kids get knocked yeah, out. Yeah, ice chunks. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't and be good. his sister was down below. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, no more hot chocolate for them. Yeah, no more hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, we have hot chocolate too, so Brad's in charge of the hot chocolate. Birdman Brad's. Nice. Making hot chocolate today. Extra so. marshmallows, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we had lots of fun, and they're all there today again today. So if you uh, if you want to come down and say hi to Santa and uh, and the reindeer and have a picture taken with family, go in the nice sled, and it is only twenty dollars. It's the Perfect. and it goes to a great cause. Absolutely, and eleven yeah. to four is when we're doing it again today. And, uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. Sounds like another good day. Yeah, Weather's awesome. not too bad, right? No, yesterday was about the same temperature, maybe a little warmer, mm -hmm. but uh, it's it wasn't bad at all. So it's great, great weather to be outside. It sort of yeah. gets you going a bit. You know, it's nice. I know people want it to be sunnier, but you know what? From a photographer's point of view, overcast days are the best day to get your photo with Santa and the reindeer. 
Yeah, we have a great photographer, and uh, and and the nice thing with our Santa and our arrangement with our photographer is that you get the digital copy of your photograph, so nice. you can print off. 800 of them if you want to. Sounds or like an awesome idea for yeah. Christmas cards. And yeah. it's still 10 days before Christmas, yeah. so you have time to do that and send them along. Absolutely. Very Absolutely. Cool. Try to make it a nice, affordable event for, for your family. So hopefully you come yeah. out and, and say hi to all of us. And lots of great poinsettias and all that other fun stuff in the in the greenhouse, like you were saying. Yeah, we're talking about evergreen arrangements, how that's going at the shop. Yeah, and I guess we are doing a gardening show. Yeah. Joanna. Are we? Wait, where am I? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm uh, not sleeping still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and looking outside, though, there's it, it does get your mind going and and uh, of what you can do outside. And a lot of it is, and you're a designer. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of it is planning for next year. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, everything's white right now or kind of whitish brown. But, but that's but it really will be green again. Yeah. But it, that's when you look out and you say, "Ooh, my yard looks kind of blah. Yeah, like you in need the winter some, time, some height, some color, some variation, and uh, yeah, it's when you want to add some structure, maybe yes. a couple of little statues, concrete exactly. statues, yep. or or some sort of evergreen or ornamental grasses yeah, or privacy vines. in the winter. Yep, some structures with uh, like um, like an arbor or some privacy panels. Yeah, and yeah. this is when you kind of get to see those ornate and they stand out a bit more. And outdoor lighting really comes into effect more in the winter time because when yep. you get home from work. Typically five o'clock, it's already dark, yep. and your and your and your outdoor lights come on, and you can create those neat silhouettes up through your trees and all the kind of cool stuff. Where in the summertime, it stays light till, till 11. eleven or midnight yeah. almost. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, our outdoor days. lighting isn't really effective. You don't really see it unless no. you're a night owl. Yeah, yeah. unless you're out walking around. Uh, I love the outdoor lighting with the snow kind of just subtly yeah. on it. It's really pretty. Yeah, I love silhouettes of trees and. And really, when you start doing lighting as well, it's more about the light, not the fixture. Yeah. And uh, and that was this something that was taught to me years ago by a, a lighting specialist, uh, Rudy Van Ness. Um, we we landscaped his home out in Bears Pond. Nice. And you couldn't see one fixture in his house, and this was quite a big house. But and it was well lit. It was beautifully yeah. well lit. Yeah. Like he, that lighting was a passion it's a for him. Specialty, yeah. But you couldn't see one. Fi- he didn't spend money on fixtures. Yeah. It was more just about the lighting, up lighting, down lighting, sideways lighting. Yeah. What are you trying to illuminate? Yeah. That's what you're, where the light So without going overboard either, right? Just nice. Yeah. So it was uh, interesting because before sometimes you get caught up on, and, and there's, there is a place for sometimes a really nice fixture yeah, or a nice sure. lantern. But or, fixtures can be expensive. Yeah. Especially outdoor, you want to get quality. But if you're really looking at um, the power of the light mm-hmm. and, and what you're illuminating, that helps so much more than spending a whole ton of money on these fixtures that actually you want, you don't want to look at the fixture, you want to look at what it's shining. Yeah, I'm not going to say where this one was, but there was one out in the Springbank area and it looks like an airplane landing pad. Oh man. The guy had a, a post every six feet almost, like about right. 200 of them. Main and Street. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Either you got uh, a really good deal on those, or you just <laughs> I want lots of lights. Yeah, but it looked like well, a landing so maybe pad. Maybe sometimes it's like a status thing. But I think I agree with you. I think when you get into the more artistic, um, you know, I'm creative. The more artistic uh, way of illuminating the landscape that you've worked so hard to get installed. Yep. Uh, that's what you really want to shine and, and showcase, right? Not not the fix yeah. not the super expensive fixtures you bought. And a lot of them, like you said, <laughs> just one or two lights. Like in an average backyard, you could do a, usually a pretty good job 
about four, five lights, six lights maybe. Yeah. And that usually gives you lots, like just Choose enough to... Choose a couple to, focal points. Yeah. That's it. You don't want to go overboard. Yeah. Because it's, again, it's that subtle thing. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of neat. I moved down in the Cranston area in Riverstone. And so we have a quite a dark pathway behind our house that goes along down by the river and stuff. And... uh there's quite there's some quite large yards as well and and some people have done up some light in Christmas lights in the backyard and and regular lights it's but they've done a nice job they've just let they put six or seven lights in the back Perfect. nicely lit up but it's just cool walking back there you kind of see the silhouettes of all the trees in the winter time and yeah, nice. I know it's pretty cool so makes for a nice walk it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still a little nervous because when you go down by the river, it's pitch black. Yeah. And, you want to, and there's been sightings of cougars and oh, some other stuff. We so saw you... two coyote on the way to school on, what day was that, Wednesday. Yeah, because you're near the river too, like yep. Yep. You have lots <laughs> yep. of, they we come up. We were headed over towards Canyon Meadows and they were right there. As we turned off of McLeod Trail onto going west on Canyon Meadows Drive, there was one, They were, I think they were together and they were on either side of the road. So one was sort of waiting for the other one. Yeah, I have I have three little bait traps, my little oh. situ. So oh, we can't really... yeah. I was like, wait, you can't bait them? <laughs> no, no, that's about? what I mean. I don't want to walk out there. Oh, poor Max. Uh, he can. Yeah. He well, still gives her pretty good, but he's, he's a little bit slower. Well, so he'd be like, ah. Yeah, Shih Tzu and a coyote. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, My no, youngest son, they, both my kids saw the coyotes, and my youngest son said, I don't want to go out for recess today. <laughs> but I figured, you know, they're right on the edge there with Fish Creek. They weren't heading into the neighborhood, I don't think. No, but they're, they, they're doing not. their thing. They're, uh, they're, they're surviving the winter. Taking care of some of the rabbits that are yeah. eating our trees and, and the yeah. mice and all that other stuff. Yeah. So those are some things that we can look at doing right now at this time of year. Um, warms up again this week. If you haven't applied any Bobex and you have newly planted trees, things like that, it's a great time to get out, put the Bobex on your trees and shrubs and things like that. Yeah. If you live in an area where you're starting to see some deer or rabbits, it's a, it's a deterrent and it just tastes really horrible. And uh, but it works really well on on keeping the critters from eating your trees and shrubs. Um, so you kind of want a good mix of that. Also, if you need, if you're a little heavier, denser, dense area with more animals, like you can use the wildlife wire. We have mm-hmm. deer yep. netting and rabbit netting and stuff Plant like that. Plant skid works great too. Yep. Bone meal sometimes, but in the snow it might kind of dilute a bit. But yeah, yeah just want to. Let those um, animals that are grazing on your trees feel they like they're They can do a lot unsafe. of damage. Like, the, yeah. like bone meal makes them think of predator, right? Yeah. Because they're smelling that. And, it, the, and they can meal, do sorry. so much damage. Yeah. That's they the can, problem. They could, uh, a vole could girdle your caliper tree, right? Yeah. Like if, they're, if that's all they're eating and they're under the snow, you can't see them. So that's they the other thing. The that's a good point, John, is to remove the snow around the trunk of your tree. If it's piled up around the trunk of your tree, mm-hmm. move it away from the trunk. So they use it like a little parkade. If it's all piled up against the trunk, they can just crawl around under around it and spiral and just keep chewing the bark all the way yep. up the tree. Especially and no predators can reach them. Yeah, they don't see them. The Humans birds don't see them. No, hawks. We owls. have a client in Legacy that had. I got called this last summer to check out a tree. It was a crab apple, and there was a ton of damage in the crown of the tree. This was a newly planted, probably fifty mil caliper tree. Um, and it was a, uh, I think it was a spring snow crab apple, and there, it didn't look like deer, and because it was kind of sporadic, kind of throughout the crown. And I asked, it was right next to the driveway, and I said, "Do you did you pile your snow here last year?" Yep, that's where all the snow went, and it was actually from jackrabbits. Yeah. So he said, "There's no way, there's no way it was rabbit damage, but all that snow basically gave them a little elevator right up into those soft, sweet yeah. tips of that tree, and uh, because it was a new tree, it was like you know." salad bar to them so 
got to be careful with your snow piling. Those um, white spirals work really well. The tree wraps yeah. or the tree guard. Um, and yeah, even just even just getting some wire metal mesh around around your tree and pushing it down as deep as you can into the ground so that smaller animals like voles and mice don't get on. It, it's hard because they, like you said, they they just chew it right off and there's not. Yeah. And people don't notice if they're not out in the yard for the four or five months over the winter. Yeah. And then they go out there in the tree. Die. And I always feel bad when they bring it back and. Um, and that's something the garden centers can't warranty. Like it wasn't no, their fault. Wildlife damage. Yeah. If you do get some that's not going to be um, basically fatal for the tree, if they don't girdle the tree or cause so much damage, you can get uh, lac balsam. That yeah, helps. So bark when it's replacement. a little bit warmer, what do you know what, like about 10 degrees or so? Yeah, I put it on a little down. bit colder. I have, but yeah, okay. it's better if it's 5, 10 degrees okay. at least. So at and least if you notice that damage now, you can start to do some preventative things. But in the spring, um, you can. it's just a thing that you paint on, and it's basically like a Band-Aid, a liquid Band-Aid for yeah, this. But it's a breathable tissue. bark replacement. Right. But I always like to clean it up first. So if it's been shredded from the teeth and uh, and whatever critter's been chewing it, just I get it like an X-Acto knife, and I just cut it nice, clean cuts, okay. and then I put it on nicely, and then that way it can seal properly and, uh, nice. and create that... Uh, replace the bark because uh it uh, it won't live without the bark so yes. unfortunately yeah, we so. Need, the trees need that if you need to if you not if you don't need to if you'd like to call us the phone oh, lines, you need to you, you need, need to, to. <laughs> don't be afraid if, if you'd like to call us this morning we are the phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255 or from out of town 1-800-563-7770 those are both the talk and text line and uh one one of the plants that is going a little crazy right now too is the amaryllis, and we'll talk about that oh, yeah. after the break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Why You'll be able to find everything you need <laughs> down at uh, Spruce It Up. Brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's favorite Christmas store with all the fresh cut trees, greens, and all the bling to spruce up your Christmas. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. So if you're looking for that <laughs> Christmas thing, we got lots of it. Oh, yeah. It's like walking into a giant room of Christmas. Yeah, actually, it, <laughs> I'm very, very happy this year. It looks it looks really, really good. And uh Lots of great Christmas uh, decor and different things. So, uh, if you're not in the Christmas spirit before you go in, you will be when you leave. That absolutely, is guaranteed. Yeah, it's not overwhelming. No, I, it's I, not. There's yeah. something for everybody too. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Pat has shared a picture of a gorgeous orchid. Yeah. And he has emeralds in the background and uh, his Christmas tree in the background of that. So uh, nice. Lots of stuff Good going job on. Job as usual, Pat. Yeah, lots of great pictures with his new iPhone 11 <laughs> Pro series. Takes great photos. Absolutely. Um, we had a text message uh, from some folks in Little Bow River Valley, and they're talking about building a rock garden next year, which sounds awesome. Um, rock gardens are a really cool way to do some xeriscaping, which is a really um, pretty effective way of gardening here in southern Alberta, where we are high and dry um, as far as climate and geography. Uh, things can be uh, hard to grow here in our, our sort of clay-heavy soil, so rock gardens are great for that. But they're asking uh, what kind of shrubs would do well in planters because they want to do some raised planters in their garden beds. But I well. think if they do the raised planters and if they're still connected to the ground, that's not as bad, not that's as hard. not as bad, yeah. yeah. If you're trying to build actual planters up, it, it does make it very... 
It's a little bit harder to... Yeah, I would choose almost pygmy varieties, like a pygmy carragana or a, like a sunny broom. Um, things in planters can be tricky, but like you say, if they if the roots have access to more just, soil below, they yeah, should be fine. Absolutely. And if you do like rock planters or if you're doing wood planters, but I find if they're, if they're attached to the ground, typically they do well. The main thing with any of those planters, if you're doing a raised planter in a bed is to ensure that you water them in really well, use bark mulch on top of them, mm-hmm. um, pile snow in front of the of the planter as well in the wintertime if you can. Because yeah. the main thing is it's it's we all love those Chinook days when it comes up, but those planters reflect the heat and they, they will dry out the soil a lot quicker than the ground does. And then your plants will desiccate in there. So we all mm-hmm. like, that's why in you go to Edmonton and even Regina, you can see beautiful cedars everywhere. Yeah. Um, they just do better here. We can grow some cedars, but some people get lucky and they do yep. well, sort of we a 50-50. Sweet spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, in Edmonton, you see them everywhere. Um, Regina, like, but they don't get the sh- Chinooks that we get. Feeders do not do well in Chinooks. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what does them in. A lot of people think it's the cold. It's the it's our warm Chinooks is what yep. does those plants in. And it's our deer. the yeah, the deer. <laughs> you can see, you can tell when they've been grazed by deer because they look like mushrooms. Yeah, but they're, that's you can everywhere. tell where their deer stopped chewing on them, and then they're full at the top. Yeah, that's even so. like in Kelowna. Like uh, my brother's, he has a big hedge of cedars all around his house, and all all the neighbors you go drive up through. He's up in the Kettle Valley, sort of up in the Mission area in Kelowna, and you just all the cedars are like you said, they're four <laughs> feet on the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> they're all topiared, topiared. Right. <laughs> well, in that, uh, so for the folks in Little Bow River Valley, that you'd have to look at. at you know, I think. Deer resistant for sure for you guys. Yeah, so. deer resistant, and there there is some like, it, but a lot of it is. Um, it, it really depends on what else is out there too. Like sometimes yeah. you'll see junipers will be fine, but then all of a sudden, the two years later they'll come in and eat all the junipers. Like yeah, I've seen, they do things they're not supposed to, right? Or they they eat. That's why we say deer resistant, not yeah. deer proof, because nothing actually is deer proof. Yeah, no, <laughs> if they're hungry, they'll try, especially new plantings. Um, you could also try uh, like instead of. Uh, investing in shrubs that may or may not make it. You could try, um, like, Carl Forster, feather reed grasses. Yep. They don't um, seem to eat those kind of things. Like they, they don't. Yeah, they don't really like those. And then in the winter, you've got that winter interest if you leave them and prune them in the prune them back in the Absolutely. spring. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we got another text of a Calancio and there's a whole bunch of well, the remnants it. of yeah. aphids. So that's so just... So little shells. Yeah. Little uh, exoskeletons, right? So that is just... You got aphids on there. So really what you need to do is... Put, put, I would just take that into the sink if you can and just put the the tap on full blast if like you can. Spray. Yeah, yeah, give it a good spray. And if you do have some pure spray green or something, I would give it a spray sort of every five days, um, sort of three times, and then sort of break the cycle. But again, just stick it under the tap a couple times. Just give it a good spraying off. That'll get most of those off because you got a fairly good uh, infestation. Yes, yeah. of uh, of uh, and beautiful looking clancho though. The leaves are very healthy looking. Everything else looks nice. Those and are healthy. one of those um, plants we see a lot in mixed mixed planters that you get yeah. like as a gift or like maybe on sale at the grocery store or something. Yeah. Yeah. So those are hard to hard to take care of, but I your advice is right, I think, on the aphids or yeah. spider mites get in there sometimes yeah. too. And uh, and Dwight has sent a picture of his flowers on his Christmas plant. 
and they are gorgeous. I know I got to get out of here for the time I seen the arm waving over in my <laughs> in my side view. <laughs> but uh, going. anyways, I'll, I'll chat about Dwight's flowers after. Um, we got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and again, big thank you to Brian, who fills us with all these great tunes. It always has a different theme every week, but obviously the theme this week is Christmas. Yeah, and we- I would love to hear you sing that song, Brian. He loves to do it at karaoke, so... Tomorrow night at Duckies, <laughs> find Brian. You'll see him there. Live, awesome. What time? Oh, nice. From wow. nine thirty to one thirty. Perfect. Awesome. Sounds amazing. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. Absolutely, I love Christmas music. It's awesome. Yep, it There's, is. I've been it, listening to a ton of um, George Michael. It's just on. It's on in the store. It was on last night with family Christmas. I know. Sometimes in the store, they... Uh, I'm embracing it. I love that it. We've had it on since after Remembrance Day, so it's been mm. on a little bit. So sometimes they try to change <laughs> little it. A little bit with an eye roll. <laughs> but it, this is... We're a Christmas store right now, so... Yeah. Yep. This smile, ladies, guys, it's yeah. Christmas for another few, couple of weeks. And, <laughs> and when we get back, you can we'll put all something miss else. it when it's Absolutely. over, right? Yeah. Uh, honestly, and, and Brad Birdman, and you can go by and visit him. He has his bird feeders outside. We yeah. had Blue Jays um, at, the, at the feeder station a couple of days ago. Nice. Still at Getting this time. Peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, chickadees, galore, chickadees nut hatches, and some still some finches. Wow, really? Yeah. On so finches, he's wow. getting, he's still getting lots of stuff. So Very Brad, cool. Brad's a big Christmas guy, big Santa guy. So he says this is his favorite weekend of the year. Ah, uh, nice. Well, even, Santa's there. And I'm there. like, even more than May twenty fourth. And he goes, yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's in his glory. He gets to hang out with Santa. He's he he opens the gate, lets the kids in to Just see Santa. And Brad, the, don't eat the chocolate covered almonds. <laughs> oh, that was so funny yesterday. The, the raisinettes. Oh, there, there was a bunch of kids on one side of the reindeer behind, like facing the bum of the of the reindeer. There are two and sides. All of a sudden, he decided to take a pee, oh. and all of a sudden, it comes out, and the kid's face. It was just. Like, I wish ah! the photographer got that. No, it was in the back. It was funny. Like, oh, the kids look at his face. Was just, they're real? They're real. That's proof. Uh, yeah, no, these are real reindeers. They have real. Real poop, real bee coming out, <laughs> all kinds of good stuff. So, uh, fertilizer, right? Yeah, it yeah was, but it was right. funny. The kids look at his face. He's just like, he's like four uh, feet away. It was just like, man, it was too funny, too oh, funny. Anyways, lots of lots of good fun going on down there. Yeah, and if if you think those are uh, glossette raisins or that on the <laughs> no reindeer poop, but, no, no, but reindeer poop isn't like a deer poop. Okay, it's like a big. Clump of poop like okay. a cow, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. So it's not okay, like, good. yeah, just so you know. I'm not too worried, but you know. So for everybody who's wondering, <laughs> if you're out there and you, if you see little round ones on your front lawn at Christmas time, yeah, this is That's, this isn't reindeer. Okay, those would be like those mule are just deer other or deer, yeah, deer. Okay. not real or deer. rabbits. Yeah, okay. so big clumps. Then you know Santa was there. Okay, so if so. there's a big old. Steamer on your yeah. roof. You yeah. know, there's the, the, yeah. the Let you know that, that I'm was so Santa. sorry, everybody. Okay. That's, anyway. But that's what, hey, those are just 
natural facts that you're going to yeah. gain here on the National Geographic station. These do tie into gardening. <laughs> they do. You can compost Absolutely. all that. No, you right? can use all that. Yeah. It, it's great fertilizer. Mix it in. Those are herbivores, soil. so they make great fertilizer. And and to be honest, and these reindeers are the ones that you'll see on TV. Right, they're um, kind of white-faced, well, and yeah, then they get yeah, darker but, but through But Santa, their body. he actually lent them for a commercial, like the ones that oh, for wow. Microsoft. Okay. These are the actual ones that you'll see on that commercial that they're talking to the tablet right now. So they're famous. These are the reindeer. Or like Santa actually, yeah, Santa let them use them. Wow, like, that's. What busy reindeer they are. Yeah, I know he's got to subsidize the old business a little here and there, a yeah. little movie stars. Well, keep them fit, keep them ready to roll out in yeah. nine days, right? Yeah, no, cool. so it's, I <laughs> know, uh, it's awesome. It, it's it's a cool. lot of fun having um, Santa and his reindeer um, down at Spruce It Up for the weekend. We feel very blessed and very uh, happy, and also with the princesses, Elsa mm-hmm. and Anna, so... All kinds of stuff going on. Cool. And are, are we caught up on all our texts? A little bit, yeah. We were just chatting oh, about yes. Dwight's Christmas yes. trees, and that's in quotations, air yes. quotes on the Christmas trees. So um <laughs> grows some very beautiful, sparkly... <laughs> buds, buds on top yeah. of this. This is <laughs> a bud buds. tree. Yep, yeah, sticky this is buds. a bud tree. So and they're the... in full flower. They look gorgeous. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, I know yeah. he... Um, Dwight is very passionate about growing his cannabis and and, and shares pictures with us every so often and um, beautiful plants and uh, because it all is legal now too, right? So yep. I, yep. that still kind of blows me away a little bit thinking um, back in the day when you'd hide in behind places to maybe do that. Yeah. Um, I seen those people doing it. I was like, wow, look at those people doing that. And I was like, uh well, now there's no stigma, and there's science behind it, and there's legalities. And I mentioned right? it last week, like about the CBD. I'm a I'm a big believer in the CBD for for the calming you down, thinking, but yeah, also my knees, for physical ailments. Absolutely, and there's no THC in the stuff that I use. It's um, it's awesome. Like mm. I find it, it just makes me sleep better. I I calm down a little bit and it uh, just helps my joints, my knees. Like we have a fairly big staircase at home and just, I can fly down there even at five in the morning. And (laughs) and as you know, when you first wake up, sometimes you're you know, you're not taking something that might contradict other medication. Like taking two more Advil or something, right? Like it's, this this is, this is is part of that spirit of gardening for some (laughs) folks. And I love, I love Dwight's comment. I just um, texted back uh, during the break and he says, thanks. I do really enjoy looking after them. Yeah. And that I've been, um, this is a tough time of year for gardeners. I think sometimes because we're so used to, we love being outside for me, mentally, physically gardening really keeps me balanced. And so I love, I, you guys just keep sending in photos. Um, Give us a call. Tell us what, what is keeping you balanced and green this time of year? Because I know it can be stressful with traffic and lineups in the stores and some of the pressure from Christmas. It is exciting, but it can be a stressful time of year. And I'd love to just... And it, I see think all of, us, if all of us just let off the gas a little bit when you're driving. Still, yeah. Let that person go in front of you. Yes. Le- leave a space. Yep. Leave a gap. It feels good. Yeah. And just I've been think doing of that all for... your house plants waiting for you at home. Think of all the stuff you've got going under lights um, or things, you know, it's not quite seed catalog season yet, but for me, I know that comes pretty quick on the heels of Christmas. Ooh, and we got a new yeah. seed company coming in. Really? Um, Pacific West. Nice. Um, they're a local Okanagan <gasps> company. Um, we're going to be the only place you can get it in Calgary. Lots of flowers. Pacific West. Yeah. Nice. And it's local, Western Canadian. Okay. And, uh, we're going to have them on the show here just after Christmas. Nice. And, uh, Exciting. Yeah. Super excited about bringing them in. 
Um, it's just a, a new seed line that we found, and both Zoe and I, we've seen it in some other garden centers in Western Canada, and when we've seen them, and just... This, the, the amount of flowers, because I find yeah. that a lot of the seed companies have gotten away from the flowers. Yes, and that's so everyone's really veggie heavy, yeah. and that's great, but um, doing your own bedding plants or even starting some of your own perennials. Yeah, really so fun. we're going to have that covered a lot better because we're going to have, obviously, our Wild Rose Heritage Seeds. Which And I then love. we have West Coast, yep. but then th- we also have uh, other... Pacific what, West. Yeah, Pacific West. Nice. And they're going to be in our store, so we're uh, we're very very happy about working with them. And uh, so, anyways, we're going to have them chatting with us in a couple weeks, and because uh, cool. well, that's when, like you said, the gardening season starts. No, that's what I look forward to right after Christmas. So awesome! If you'd like to join us after this break, the phone lines are wide open: four zero three nine seven four eight two five five or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero. We're going to chat with Vern. Um, right after the break, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Christmas. And uh, we're dancing. A little bit of George Michael. How can you not? I've heard that song probably like 30 times in the last week. I love it. I will stop in the grocery store and dance to that song. Awesome. <laughs> we got a text, and actually, I'm going to share this one real quick. It says, Hi, guys. I want to show you how well my African violet is doing. It's in a double pot I bought from you guys. The self watering pots are amazing. And I'll be honest, I haven't seen this many blooms on an African no, violet. There's more flowers than leaves. So, what we got That's these amazing. pots, and they're great for this type of plant that you can't get that. The, you don't want to get water on the leaves. So it's a pot that sits inside a pot. So the bottom of the pot that the plant sits in is porous, like terracotta. And then it sits in a pot. It's sort of like a double boiler, but you're not okay. boiling anything. And that terracotta, that porous, will soak allow it up. to soak it up as it needs it. Yeah. Right? It doesn't get flooded and then dry out. So cool. obviously, like, this... This African violet probably has a hundred blooms on it, if not two hundred. It's gorgeous. I want one. Yeah. So, <laughs> Good job. Anyway, I so, should get myself a, a self-watering pot. And I wasn't too sure about them when I seen them come in. So it's awesome to see the results. So I love when people share like this. So yeah. thank you so much for for sharing that picture. And I've sent it off to Zoe, our buyer, as well to know that that was a, a good decision on bringing in those pots. Yeah, so. keep them stocked. Those would make great gifts this Christmas. Absolutely. Let's go to the phone line. We'll chat with Vern. Good morning, Vern. Morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? Good. Hey, I've got a hedge on my property. And it, uh, it's just, it looks like it needs to be cut down. Yeah. Is this a good time of year to cut it down or... Absolutely. Um, yeah. Either that, if if you can wait, like it's better if you could wait probably a little bit, wait till February, some of that February, March sort of thing. Um, okay. Because it, it, if there's any winter damage, if we end up getting one of those really cold um, winters again, like where it gets down to that minus 40 for a week or two, it's just better to get any of the winter damage um, to any of the, the wood that's on there now. Because if you open it up, if you make that cuts right down to the bottom... And then that's where that wood's going to be susceptible to that damage. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so it's just, if you can wait, unless it's, you're just uh, hankering for something to do. But um, <laughs> if, you, if you could wait, I would probably wait. Because uh, is it Karagana or is it, or, or, or lilac or? I think it's Karagana. It's got berries on it, like dark, uh, dark berries. 
Okay, it's probably Cotoni Aster, yeah. Cotoni Aster, okay. Yeah. Those are pretty common hedge plants. Yeah. And so what, and you probably had a bit of, uh, um, I guess it looks like they kind of got defoliated over the last few years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you probably got hit with that scale. So do a really good cleanup in the spring, too, because you won't be able to see all the leaves and everything that um, are down on the ground after you cut it. So cut that down like three, four inches right at the ground. Get it as low as you can and get a good soaker hose after you're done and then soak it really well and then give it a really good fertilizer, even like a 20-20-20, and give okay. it a good shot of that after. But do a really good cleanup. And then when it fully leafed out about, first week in July or so, you'll want to get some pure spray green and just spray it sort of once a week for three or four weeks in a row. And that's, it'll keep the, that scale away. Okay. Good. So uh, how close to the ground should I cut them? I would go three to four inches. Both maximum four inches above yeah, the ground. Yeah. It's okay. just better to get right down. Then all that new, all that energy goes into all new growth, and you'll yeah, be amazed. Awesome. Especially when you hit it with a good soaker hose and some fertilizer, sort of once a week for three or four weeks in a row, you'll just see it. It'll just you'll have an awesome looking hedge. Oh, perfect! All right, sounds great. Thank all right, you. share some pictures or give us a call. Let us know how that's going too. Sure will. You bet. Thanks, Thanks Vern. Take care. Bye bye. Bye now. Awesome. Love those, and uh, hopefully that works for him. Yeah. All right. I think we probably should just take a break, and we'll get back. We're going to travel down to High River, <laughs> and you know who's down there. Yay. All right. You're listening <laughs> to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white Welcome boomers, back to Let's Talk Gardening. And we're going to go down to uh, High River and see what's blooming down there. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, you guys. How Good morning. Are you? I'm well. I'm <laughs> loving this beautiful day. Isn't it, it a great is, day? Yeah, it's nice. As I sit here and reflect on. What you did this summer, mm-hmm. you know, I look at my south and my east window. I have cactuses. Oh. I have clematis. I've got Christmas cactuses in bloom. I've got uh, uh, amaryllis coming. Wow. And, you know, you just sit and you look out and you see the partridges having fun. And, <laughs> and I don't know. I just think about what you can do, yep. you know, uh, for your home. Keeping it green. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah I, no, but I have everything that blooms. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I need love blooms. Yep. Especially, I like pink, red, <laughs> you know. Do you have any uh, African violets, Mary? Yeah, I do. You do? Nice. Yeah, it's huge. Cool. It's huge. Very yeah, cool. I bought it at Merle's a long time ago. It's really big, but I don't have any of those newfangled things to take pictures. I, <laughs> the pictures are in my head. We'll take your word for it. I got five cameras <laughs> and no films. <laughs> I, actually, I found a camera a couple, like a month or two ago in my house, 
and it had film in it still. So wow. I'm, I'm curious to oh, really? I don't even know where you can, I don't even know where you can go get them developed anymore. Well, I, I think Walmart still does, but they? I'm not sure. Okay, I'll have to, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to take sure. it out and but go my see. My husband was a great photographer, but I'm very good at it. I take a lot of sky and a lot of ground. But isn't it amazing now, though? Like it, it, it oh, is nice. I can't believe it. But with the digital pho- photographs, you don't have to. You don't. You're not wasting, and if you do happen to get a bad shot, you can just delete yeah, it. Yeah, you can delete it. Yeah, you don't but, end up. But, you know, the problem is I like photograph albums. Yeah. Yes. I like just to look and reflect yeah. on big families done. or yeah. family things. I, I don't know. totally agree. I love looking at pictures. Yeah, I, I love photo too. albums. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, so. well, and I have friends that have these things, and so... When when the spring comes and the summer comes and everything's in bloom here, I'll get them to send them to you because I'm just no good at this stuff. Too old. Well, you're busy doing other things like keeping your house colorful <laughs> yeah. and vibrant yeah. with all your beautiful plants. Well, you know, and and that that's good for the soul. Yes, you know. Yep. It's, it's I don't. I never worry. Worry never paid a bill, never scrubbed the floor, never baked a cake. Mary, you've got it figured out. Anyway, you take care. Thanks, you too. I enjoy your show. You as well. Thanks, Mary. I love the music. Bye. Brian does an awesome job. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, bye. I want to be like Mary when I grow up. Yeah. (laughs) Mary, um, I love that you shared that with us. And there's also... um, Oh, where did it go? We got this beautiful text message uh, from a listener that says, what keeps me happy and content is nurturing my houseplant collection, adding more all the time, which I think we can relate to, right? Um, Having grow lights and humidifiers going and just puttering with plants. It's such a great, healthy hobby. And I think it keeps a lot of us really balanced and and steady no matter what the season brings us. So that is so awesome to hear that you guys are are keeping things green. Absolutely. And we actually got time for one more. Let's go to Shannon. Good morning, Shannon. Good morning. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? Good. Um, So I have a question. We moved into a house recently, just before uh, the fall. Yeah. And the previous owners were getting on in age, and they have a beautiful backyard. And I'm really new to the, the whole taking care of your plants scenario i'm almost embarrassed to say that but i'm learning and we have a huge raspberry bush that's growing up the side of the house yeah that was really like not cared for very well and because i don't know anything about it i've had some people say well you should cut them down you should dig them up you should do all these things and i don't know how to take care well, of do them. you I want do you want there. do you want a raspberry bush right up against the house well, I don't like where a piece of it is because it covers our vent for our, our fireplace inside. Yeah. So right away, Which that isn't was a good. concern for yeah. me. But the stalks on these are huge, and I, I just don't know how to take care of them. And I would like to keep maybe one or two stalks, but so, I bet you there's 50 of them. And yeah. I just, they're so huge, I don't know how to take so care of them. So what you can do is you'll go through, and you'll, there should be two different colors of them. Like some of them are going to be dark brown, like a gray color. And some will be okay. like look like newer wood. Okay. Take out all the old ones first, and then okay. you can then cut the whole thing down to like four or five feet high. After you do that, and then what's left there, you should get some um, fruit and everything on on that bush next year. 
on what okay. you leave. Or so when should I do that? Uh, you can do that anytime, like because you're gonna cut it right oh. down to as low as you can go. So you can do it now, or you can wait till early, early spring before you see any leaves coming out. So okay. typically, because the 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 raspberries they'll produce fruit on the second year wood. Yeah, so if it's too old, they won't be. Sometimes with raspberries, um, I love, Shannon, that you admit you're a new gardener and don't feel bad about that at all. Everybody starts somewhere and we're all learning just along with you. We're all learning, so don't be intimidated. Um, Sometimes with uh, with raspberries, it can be hard to tell, especially if it's an older growth, um, what is new, like first year, second year. So if you see old, if it looks dead and it's like kind of crunchier looking because it's just browner, that's probably um, that's probably a safe one to trim out. And okay. if you, if raspberries are, they're really hard to kill, honestly. So if you just mowed oh, the really? whole thing down, it'd come back. I would, yeah. I would almost guarantee it'd come back and, and be oh, just as goodness. healthy. Yeah, yeah. You could just start fresh it right down, revitalize yep. it and start fresh. Don't be afraid. Sorry, one more quick question. Is there any way to thin it out so they don't come back? Like once I Actually, I'm just going to put you on hold. Hey, Shannon, I'm just going to put you on hold. I just got to take a break for the news to say no on problem. Time. All right, just going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Please come home for Christmas. Please come home for Christmas. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm here with Joanna Chudy. And if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And we were chatting with, what was her name? Sorry. Shannon. It was Shannon. About raspberries. Yeah. And she was asking whether she could keep them contained. It's tough. If it's a big old gnarly raspberry like that, if you cut it right back, you're going to get a lot of growth. Um, they are fairly easy to move. Um, I think I would probably take it right down to the ground and move it like early April, as soon as the ground's thawed, move it into a new spot. And you can even split that root ball up because they're really a fibrous root and they're not big roots. Mm-hmm. So if you dig in, dig it out, get as big a ball as you can, and then just stick your shovel down the center of it, split it split open, it. Yep. and and replant them in two or three spots, maybe make Give six them or to seven. to the other neighbors. Yeah. yeah. Take them to a plant share maybe. But that's, yep. I think, I would do. Instead of trying to keep it right up against the house, because... First of all, raspberry rep there, they're very invasive. They take over. They wreck your siding. Yeah, yeah. and you're never going to get what I think you're looking for to keep it contained. It's sort of like when I see a spruce tree, someone's trying to contain it in their front yard. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't work, right? It kind of like, goes against the plant's nature. To be and there's lots of other varieties, and that's something that we're definitely going to talk about throughout the, the other shows coming up throughout the winter here is just proper planning and things like that. But that same with that, it's... Um, that raspberry bush probably shouldn't be right up against the house. I would right. I would move it further away. And they do migrate on their own. So Yeah, they're quite invasive. They are pretty invasive. We planted some along our fence line between the fence and the alleyway. So now your neighbor has some? And well, it, there's an alley between us, but and they did come from our neighbor's house. So I dug dug them up and brought them down. But um, I thought, oh, you better keep digging them up and planting in. But I just, I my intuition said, nope, just hold off. And now three years in, pretty much the whole fence line is filling in really nicely. Um, and that's just from the plants themselves spreading. So, Absolutely. Yeah. 
But there is nothing better than fresh raspberries. Oh my gosh. Yep. And this last summer was so great for us. I know some people didn't get as many berries, but I guess we were, we were the oddballs and we just, it was like, there's so much, everybody walking down the alley can stop and pick a handful. And my kids of course were out there with, with red juice all over their fingers and faces. So yeah, so delicious. And we were doing a, um, a project in, uh, in the upper Mount Royal area and some of the older areas and went down the back alley because the guys were parts in the back where the, where the machines were and stuff. So I went around in the back and there was a whole row of these golden raspberries oh, all in the back nice. alley. I'm just gold like, ones. oh, perfect. Uh, Pl- yeah. Part my truck. I'm <laughs> saying, I just reach <laughs> out the window. It's just like uh, fresh uh, raspberries. Those yellow ones don't always stay um, yellow. So a lot of the times people will buy uh, like a yellow raspberry, but then they'll, they'll um, sort of inter, they'll get pollinators that have come from like a native um, red raspberry and then come over. And so you end up with sort of pink the next year and then they become kind of red. Awesome. So, yeah, that just happens. They're and, still tasty. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, I guess uh, guess who's calling? I feel like somebody really special I know, needs I just to got, join our show I just got right a tingle. Now. I just got a tingle. <laughs> a jingle and a tingle. I just got a tingle. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines and phone line, and we're going to chat with the man himself. Yeah. Good morning, Santa. Good morning. How are you today? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh. <laughs> I, it's a gorgeous sunny day. Isn't it beautiful? It is. I'm nice and warm in all my red and fur. Nice. Mm-hmm. I, I know you uh, You had lots of good little girls and boys this visiting yesterday down at the garden center. Oh, yes. It was so busy yesterday. I saw so many boys and girls. I had uh, probably... Oh, six under four months of age. It was marvelous. Oh, nice. Actually, I, yes. I got a shot of you, and I'm going to share it with you today, Santa. You and this little boy, had the, your heads were tilted the exact same direction. <laughs> it, it's a beautiful <laughs> shot. And uh, uh, you brought one of your baby reindeers along this year? I did. I oh, did. Yeah, I brought... Nice. Uh, I brought seven full-sized uh, reindeer. I gave Rudolph the day off because he had a hard trip down yesterday. And uh, I've got uh, one mom and a baby here. Yeah, and I, I heard we're going to nickname him Spruce. That's what he is for today, yeah. Yeah, you have your, you have your handler out there, Wade, and uh, and he says, well, we haven't named him yet. So they started calling him Spruce yesterday, so hopefully that might stick. So we'll have to Spruce. come up, we'll have to fix the song up. Spruce is, Spruce is, is, is great. It, uh, it's easy to spell. It starts with a silent cue and there's an X in there somewhere. <laughs> might Abs- go along with the song. Absolutely. So Santa, do you do any gardening in the in the off-season? Uh, you know what? We don't. Our off season at the pole is about five minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Go to sleep dreaming of evergreens. <laughs> awesome, awesome, Santa. And uh, so, do you uh, have any wishes you want to say to any of the good gardeners out here listening? Oh, um, so the, key, the yep. key is faith. Faith. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Never give up. Right. Follow the directions and belief. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, Santa. Absolutely. No, and I, I tell everybody that. And uh, so when you come down, when you get to see, if you go down and see Santa, you're, you definitely believe. So thanks, Santa, for, for calling in. And I know you got a busy day planned down at the Garden Center. So uh, thank you, and we'll see you in uh, an hour or so. Thank you so much. Thanks, Santa. I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, Bye-bye. Santa. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Awesome. Wow, how special. I know, it tingles uh, you, eh? I know. One time I got to talk with Mrs. Claus, yeah. but I've never gotten to talk directly with Santa. That's pretty awesome. Yeah.
Yeah. And uh, so if you want to come down and see Sandy, he's probably just getting all the reindeer ready, probably give him a little bit of food. And uh, and it's amazing. They they get excited, eh, when, when we, we, we bring them in to the... They're all, we have a bunch in a pen beside where we're taking the pictures and yep. stuff, where, where people are waiting in line. Then we switch them out every so often, give them a break. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, but they get excited, right? When they yeah. get near Santa, they think they're going to be taken off or <laughs> they like to show off they for They want to get harnessed up and yeah. get to work, right? Yeah, they, yeah. they love to they're show off for them a bit, right? So they come up and they bounce around a bit, but then they calm down because Santa just says, hey, calm down. Yeah. We have the little kids close get by. The special, the special pixie dust out to sprinkle <laughs> on them. Oh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> And, and last year, I, and, and hopefully he does it again this year, one of them, we had a little baby in Santa's arms, and then one of the reindeer put his head on Santa's oh. lap and went to sleep as oh. well. So we had this baby that's like two months old, maybe. So and then And then the reindeer just cuddled up right beside them as well and, and went to sleep on his lap. I'm just like... Uh, that's some special energy there from Santa. I love what he said. Santa. Faith, follow the directions of belief. Yep. That everyone can do that. That is so beautiful. I no, and you have to believe in anything you're doing, right? Like yep. down at the garden center, I really believe in our staff and our yeah. thing, Put our method of business, it. what we're yeah. doing. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, you can use that for almost anything you're doing, right? Yep. New gardeners, believe, believe. have faith, don't give up. <laughs> well, you can only believe about fifty percent of what I'm telling you, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> Take it with I'm a just... grain of salt or extra marshmallows. Exactly. Yeah, you need extra marshmallows for sure. Um, if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open again. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five or one eight hundred. Five six three seven 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 zero. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Birthday, Christmas, my true love gave to me four pounds of back bakery, French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. <laughs> Welcome back, all you hosers. <laughs> This is Let's Talk oh, Gardening, yeah. and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Cowie's <laughs> favorite Christmas store, where all the hosers shop for fresh-cut <laughs> trees, greens, and all the bling to spruce up your Christmas. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. <laughs> and a beer. <laughs> and a beer. <laughs> I oh, love that. Those oh, are the good Miranda's. old days, though, yep. eh? Yep, yep. And stuck the in the stuck in the <laughs> big brewer's vat. Uh, that was a funny movie. Um, cool. I wanted to do a, a Myrna texted in a picture um, a, a while back, but I just wanted to share with everyone that her amaryllis is. Oh, those blooms look like they're bigger than my head. Yeah, and, and I got a big head. <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful. They're what, red and white throats in them, and they're just gorgeous. Yeah, she Good named them though. She said named the them. name. She told us the name in an earlier. Oh, text. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I seen it on. They were named Apple Blossom. Oh, okay. If is that from? Yeah, no, no. This sorry, this is from someone else. Okay. Well, hers are red. Um, that brilliant red that you'd expect with amaryllis, and then they have these white centers that are gorgeous, and they're huge. Looks like she's got three blooms on there. Awesome. So, good Actually, state. this one's a question that we didn't. We must have missed. It says, "Hello, I have an apple blossom amaryllis oh, that had two awesome flowers last year. Kept it in the basement and replanted it. It has three three foot leaves. It, I have fertilized it. Will it bloom? Mm. Unfortunately, sometimes when you get the leaves first, um, depending on what you fertilize with, um, if you use something maybe with a little bit more nitrogen than the high middle number, sometimes it'll force more leaf." Then bloom, okay. so the, it's important to. I would keep going through the 
the process right now. Leave it leafed out. Let it continue to grow. But I would feed it with 15, 30, 15. And so you want some of the high middle number. That's the phosphate in the middle. That'll that'll feed the bulb with the phosphate that it needs to bloom. So it might not bloom this time. So if you're not getting anything in a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, just let it grow for a while for six, eight weeks, and then let it go dormant again after you fertilized it. And then, and maybe you can plant it, and uh, you gotta leave it for six, eight weeks. Again. It might not be a Christmas, a showy one for Christmas. Yeah, but, but you could do it then, and then let it go Valentine's dormant Day. again. Yeah, mm. do a Valentine's one, yeah. and uh, and then let it go dormant again, and then have it ready for next Christmas. Mm-hmm. But it's important to try and you gotta use that uh, the higher middle number, and. Uh, and uh, that will definitely help with it blooming. So I'm not too sure what you what you use. If you can maybe let me know, but uh, that would definitely make a difference. And if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open: four zero three nine seven four eight two five five or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero. And uh, just want to talk about a couple other things. Right now, I'm seeing lots of black knot around. Yep. Calgary. Easy to spot. Looks like burnt marshmallows up in your yeah. choke, your choke cherry trees. And I was gonna and I gotta talk to I was gonna talk to the shelter belt program because they're they're providing a lot of um choke cherries. Yep. Which I don't know I don't think is really the best idea right now in Calgary. I think it might area. be spreading that black it's just gonna act as a host for the black knot and then be susceptible to it. And as we know, black knot fungus um, spreads by spore. Which yep. is airborne, so there's really no way to contain it. And the unfortunate thing, it was introduced more so when they started fiddling with the Schubert choke cherry. Yes, we had a great varieties, and you'll see them in Princess Island. They get a little bit of black knot here and there, yeah. but they kind of weep, and they're not. I guess they're not quite as technically as nice as some of the Bailey Select. Mm-hmm. But when they bred them and they did the Bailey Select, like it took corners. the hardiness away mm-hmm. from it, and that we made it way more susceptible to the black knot. And that's because there's still some in Sundance and Princess Island. There's a few around, mm-hmm. and we took a bunch of cuttings from them, and we, we're trying to get them back into production. It might be a couple more years. We're doing it with five star trees, um, so we took a nice. whole bunch of cuttings. So it's probably. We, we were up to four or 500 last, so he, nice. hopefully Vaughn will have it up to a point where we can start getting them into pots again Good. and bring this older variety back in. Pretty is not always more important than hardy, yes. right? And um, my neighbor has a beautiful uh, Schubert chokecherry that weeps kind of like that, and she doesn't really get black knot. And when she does, I have seen a little bit, but it's always in the outer limbs. Yeah, it's on the tips. So it's very easy. Um, we had one in our side yard, which I think was just a volunteer because where it was growing didn't make any sense. It was right next to the foundation of the house and all that. Um, and it was just riddled with black knot. And I think that, and ours got into the trunk, it got into the main stem, um, which then, you know, you it's, can't it's really done. trim that out. Yeah, so we had the, unfortunately, we had to have the whole tree taken out. Um, but it was time because it was rotting out and it was a uh, three stem. So it was just really weakened. If any um, if any, but, any of you guys work with Real Can or any of the shopping centers that are full of some of the black dot, yeah, yeah, I would really look yeah, at that because that's there. spreading the one in Shaughnessy at Those the Those will come into residential areas. Like um, the trees there are, are nasty. It's um, so that we really need to look at, at getting some of that done. So any of that kind of stuff we can do will definitely help with our tree canopy in Calgary, trying to get it healthy again. Yep. And, uh, and those are the things that we have to do. Sometimes it's better to remove a tree and we're definitely not one for removing trees, but if it does need it, 
it absolutely yeah. it, that's what should happen. It's it's not only for the health of that tree, um, but the health of your neighborhood, right? And uh, we got a text here that says, "Good morning." Speaking of black knot, my weeping birch has similar, but they're red. Should I worry? So um, that'd be different than the black knot. Yeah, actually, are you able to take a picture of that on the birch? I'd love to see it. Um, I'm not too sure. You might just have a fungus, or it might be. I'd, I'd be curious to see what that is on the weeping birch. Um, if, if, if possible, if some you could, kind of canker, maybe. Yeah. Yep. If you could uh, get us a picture, and then we have another one. It says, "Have you ever grown a pineapple from the top cutting?" Um, absolutely, I have. I've done it a couple times. Um, the, one of the key to doing it is to, after you cut off, let it dry out for a few days first. Yep. So you kind of let it callous over, and then dip it into some rooting hormone, and then just into a soilless mix, and uh, and that should work for you. I think the question is not have you grown one, but have you actually harvested a pineapple from? I I haven't got it to the point where I got another, but I let it grow for quite a long time. Yep. And then I think spring came along, and then I got uh, off Busy. doing something else. Yeah. And well, think, in the meantime, it's a pretty plant, right? My it's wife gets plant. rid of my little project. Sometimes I, I'll, I'll get a your windowsill. Oh, and I have my tension's bad, and all of a sudden I get shiny object. All well, of a sudden I'll have five spring. lettuce growing in the in the on the. On Look the, what I can do with my uh, celery yeah. cut on yeah, and my and green onions. Like, yeah, okay, good job, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to work. She's and, encouraging you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think back to the birch though, I think sometimes they do get a canker and that can be fungal. I would recommend getting a certified arborist out, um, to first of all, diagnose what it is exactly. And then, um, yeah. And then to just come up with a treatment plan. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah. Give Mark a call at Prune It Up and he'd yeah. be more than happy to come out and have a look. Yeah. And, uh, I know the boys are actually quite busy this year, which has been really, really good. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Lots of winter work and we do have winter rates on now because so, we can get in, we can see the trees and that a little bit easier so a lot of times the pruning goes yeah. a little faster so uh Absolutely. and at this time of year so if a lot of people aren't thinking about that kind of thing if you're looking to save a little money and uh get your trees looked after um now is a good time to do yeah. that get it done now and then we can help you with your landscaping in the <laughs> <laughs> oh and yeah th- this year uh, we have a, there's a fair bit of landscape lots of new homes i drove by just on the west side of spruce up man i couldn't there's probably 500 new houses to the west of us. Yes. It's uh, it's crazy. That used to be just a dirt road that you could take, you know, shortcut out by um, Spruce, um, yeah, spruce, spruce Meadows, Meadows yeah. Yeah, and get up to 22X that way. But now, wow, it's a whole new development in there. Belmont, Absolutely. Well. All right. And what time is it? It's almost time to take a break. And then when we get back, we're going to go to Tom on the line. But we'll take a quick break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. A spaceman came traveling on his ship from afar. It was light years of time since his mission did start. And over a village he halted. Welcome back to Lista Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And I'm joined with Joanna Chudy this morning. Good morning. And uh, Condren to come in again next weekend, <laughs> so it's awesome. I can't stay away. I love gardening. This, Absolutely. This keeps me happy and healthy. And and we get to go to Costa Rica listeners. for six weeks. Yeah, I do. <laughs> ja- end of yeah, January. Yeah, that's so. nice. Yeah, I'm living it up now so that I can uh, bring some of that tropical lushness back with well, me. Well, you're saying like your mom almost lives in a tree for her, eh? 
Um, she has a Not beautiful. A tree floor, um, she it, like, she has a few so buildings cool. on her property, so she has a sort of In a Costa typical Rica. farmhouse, um, yeah. like sort of one room um, where she sleeps and keeps her stuff, and then she has an open air kitchen on one side and an open air bathroom. So covered, but in privacy, but um, it's all awesome. it's, it's all outdoor living. And she has, uh, we'll be staying in her, um, she calls them her ranger stations. So they're up the hill because Costa Rica is a very mountainous country. Yeah. Um, and so her hill or her property is very hilly. And so you have to kind of climb up the hillside behind her place. Um, and then she's got these sort of cantilevered platforms with this beautiful rustic wood railing. And of course they're covered. Sounds awesome. Yeah, that's where, that's where we'll be sleeping and hanging out. Watching the fireflies at night. Don't worry about the spiders, eh? <laughs> yeah, Jeff? no. You were cringing earlier. Out of sight, out of mind. I just won't think about them. It's yeah, okay. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> They're a little bigger down But that there. sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm looking awesome. forward to it. Let's mm. go to Tom. Good morning, Tom. Yes, good morning. All um, right. How can we help you? I'm up in Signal Hill okay. in the southwest, and my backyard uh, faces north. Yep. So the bad news, we took out all the trees in the whole property. Um, some were pretty unsafe and, you know, leaning on the house and yep. know, some scraggly. So we just, we're going to redo the whole yard. Okay. So could you please tell me in the backyard, um, we backed onto a walking path. So I was thinking of evergreens because I like them, but uh, also for privacy. So, I mean, what thoughts do you have that maybe I could also plant back there? thinking year-round that uh, the trees could help me for some well, uh, well, in that area, what I would, and if you back it onto one of the green spaces, it's kind of nice if you can mix in, um, I would do some clumps of trembling aspen and and mountain pine, because they're not going to get super big, but you get the real nice pine and aspens mixed together. looks so good. It kind of okay. creates that nice natural look, but without overtaking the whole yard. Okay. And and the nice thing was with the aspens, you get the nice white bark in the wintertime, and they kind of blend in um, with, the, with the native back area, probably on the outside here, on the green space behind your house. Okay, excellent. Could you please tell me, uh, one of the trees was probably 30, 40 years old that we took down, and it looked pretty unsafe. Um, is there concern when, you know, it was planted too close to the house, one was on the house, et yep. cetera? Um, is there an idea, ideal time that maybe uh, evergreen trees should be trimmed back a bit so that they're not excessively large? Because, you know, if you get a bad windstorm with a 30, 40-foot tree, it's definitely unsafe. Yeah, a lot of it is just um, if, if anything's unsafe, it should just be done at that time. I wouldn't leave one if it, if it is. If it's, a, if it's in a dangerous scenario, I'd definitely get someone out to have a look at it right away. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely wouldn't leave it over the winter time because then you get some snow load on it or anything else. That can definitely contribute to it. Um, okay. But as far as um, trying to keep one contained, again, we chatted about it a bit earlier, is picking the right trees. And that's why I like the mountain pine a lot of times in mixed into landscape because unless you have a real big yard, you could use a Colorado spruce or two in the very back or something in a city lot. But the mountain pine is nice. It stays a little bit contained, but it gives you that evergreen feel and look and gives you some privacy, but yeah. also... It's still kind of... Pines are kind of open and airy a little bit, a little yeah. bit more so than the spruce. And they're very hardy here. Okay. 
Yeah. What right. I might even suggest is actually if you even give Joanna a call, um, uh, just get we do a consult where we'll come out and help you do up a, a we can just do a consult time where you spend an hour or so with Joanna. She gives you yep. some ideas and she'll jot down a, a real rough sketch design. Or if you want to get into a full design, we could also do that for you as well. So maybe I could come down today and Santa would also have some additional. There you, there you <laughs> I'm go. sure he'd have some maybe, good advice. Yeah, no, you can ask for a new landscape for on your uh, on your wish list and see if he has one of those in his bag. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, but that's honestly, Tom, and it is getting a bit of a plan. So because a lot of people and then you get a budget. And then you know exactly what you're going to go after once you get going on it. Because then you're not doing it twice or you're planting the wrong trees in the wrong spot. Or so. putting in too many. A lot yeah. of the times folks uh, want that instant privacy and they'll just overplant. So it's nice to it's nice to get professional eyes on it and just start off with a really good base plan um, that'll set you up for good success in the future. Thank you very much. Awesome. Merry, yeah. Merry Christmas, Tom. You Take too. care. Bye-bye. And uh, it is nice when you can start with a plan because yes. I, I know we do a lot of that with, with uh, folks and, uh, and different people in Calgary. and, yep. uh, and We do it on the inside of our homes, right? So it's, it makes sense to do it on the outside. And I think with, with, there's so many ideas and there's so many things that people want to try. Uh, and I, I, we often see landscapes that just get overcrowded or there's just too much going on. And so it's nice to just say, okay, I want to try that, but hold up. I have this plan. We're going to go back to the yep. drawing board and just make sure that you're being consistent throughout. And then, you know, you're not going to be repeating uh, things. And I love the new one. We This past yeah. year we switched over. We use that and we can do a full 3D plan for you. Yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, Kim and Alistair, they make it like they come out, they take a picture of your house and then they put it into digital format. Yeah. And then when we present the plan back to you, your house is right on that picture. And yep. then you can take a little tour all the way around <coughs> your house. It's a really, a really neat feature. Um, it helps people visualize what they're headed plans, towards. plans are hard to read if you if they you, are, if you yeah. don't if you if you're not in that mindset or if you yeah. haven't worked with plans before a lot of people have a hard time visualizing yeah. it can be very um because a lot of those plans are like 2d so you're looking like as an aerial view down and that's hard to tell like where are you okay there's a circle yeah. but it's nice to see it what does it actually look like when you look over at your neighbor's dining room window that's where you want your mountain And I couldn't or... imagine, there's some gorgeous hand-drawn ones, but I couldn't imagine trying to hand-draw a design now. That is more Because the amount art. of changes we <laughs> yeah. do, like maybe yeah. if you're totally done and then maybe do one as an yeah, as-built. for sure. But to try and do it in the amount of changes we do, and they can just go click, 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 and move that yep. there. Right oh, actually, during our consultation, yeah, actually. I want Alistair's... the hot tub over here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you can just move it. Right? I couldn't yep. imagine you put all those hours Back of hand-drawing. Oh, my Ooh. God. Yeah. Like, no, they're, they're wizards at it too. And Absolutely. so it's nice to um, take your idea. You say, well, I'm not sure if I like this, but if you take your idea and you share it with us, we can show you, like we can show you, well, this is what it'll look like. And Absolutely. then you, we can make decisions together in real time. Absolutely. Really nice. No, it definitely helps. All yeah. right. We should probably take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And uh, I was just thinking, I was bound to, I said that the music's been on the store. I, I, I spend a bit of time, so a lot of time I'm upstairs or I'm out and about in the tree lot or doing stuff. Um, I only listen to some more Christmas music. It's good. It gets you in the mood. And Absolutely. Brian's been playing some really awesome classics. Absolutely. These are ones you don't always hear. 
Right? Yeah. Maybe George Michael. I'm hearing it everywhere for some reason this Another year. Another great the one, one is the Boney M and <laughs> oh, ABBA. <yeah. laughs> Who wouldn't love that? Yeah. Right? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that was right. always uh, our my father-in-law's favorite, uh, the Boney M Adi. Yeah. He always liked listening to that. <laughs> it was... Uh, We'd have a little shot, of, have a shot of Desjardins and uh, <laughs> listen to Boney M. Hey, life doesn't get any better than that. All right, let's go to Dan. We're going to talk about some lilacs. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, uh, Merle. I really enjoy your guys' show. Thank you so much. Uh, called it a few times. But anyway, this is a different one I'm calling for. I've got some, uh, I've lived out, I live out uh, south, a little south of Strathmore. Okay. Um, there's some lilacs in the yard that have been there since when I moved out there about 22, 24 years ago, whatever. They just don't seem to be getting very tall and they don't produce much, you know, of the flowers in the spring. It's kind of a hit and miss. There's about six six or seven little bunches of them that were kind of planted separate. They haven't kind of grown together in a hedge. But but anyway, um, I, I've heard you before talk about you can, you know, it should hack them down and then let them kind yeah, of... I'm just going to, I'm going to ask you a couple of quick questions. Is there grass okay. around those lilacs all the way around them? Like, yes, there is. Yeah, and you might be in an area out there because sometimes there's some real wet areas too. And lilacs don't like it wet. Okay, I thought I was. I, I do kind of water them here and there just because we we are quite sandy. Yeah. Okay. Which that that's good then. Cause, yeah. But I know some of the places like the south and east of Calgary. Sometimes there's some pretty wet areas and also real high alkaline soil, like really salty too. You might have a little alkali in the soil. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, what you could do is you could add some lime to it, but then also just try and use like a higher middle number. So I would feed them like the 15, 30, 15 and, uh, and I would remove the grass all the way around them if you could. Like you mean that you like completely get rid of it? Or, or just spray it with round, like mow it right down, spray it with Roundup and then just cover it with... That won't hurt the won't hurt the tree unless you unless you spray it, um, and then just cover that area like make a like spray paint out a nice design like a kidney shape or a bean shape yep. or something nice, and you can just spray inside there, kill the grass, and then just yep. um, lay bark mulch on top of it three or four inches. It just helps keep the that moisture. As long as it's not a real wet area, if it's sandy like you're saying, then yep. I put bark mulch around it because then it's not competing with the grass. Gotcha. And gotcha. and then feed it with the fifteen thirty fifteen, and yeah. uh, that should definitely help. One last oh. thing I would suggest too is just please make sure that you might. Sometimes people think, oh, they're not growing, they're not growing. But just look at the tips and make sure they're not being uh, grazed by deer because they will uh, often chew on lilac. Yeah, no, we don't have very many deer out there. There are some around, but they're you know a few miles away where there's more trees. I don't have a whole lot of trees there, so there's I'd be. You see a lot more rabbits than deer. But, okay. <laughs> but, um, so you don't suggest I cut them back at all? Then? Well, just I I, I would try and get it grown a bit more for like yeah, in, okay. unless there was lots of old deadwood or sort of gnarly. But this sounds like yours is suffering to get going. Yes, that's what it looks like. Yep. So I'd yep. get it going for a bit. If there's not a bunch of deadwood in it, let's just get some life into it first, and yep. then we can assess it after that. Awesome. That's a, uh, awesome. I'll give that a real try. Uh, Perfect. In the spring. Yep, thank thanks, you Dan. Very much. Appreciate it. Let me go. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry all. Christmas thanks to you, you as well. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thank you. Bye bye. Awesome. We have lots of great nice. listeners. We're very fortunate. Oh, we love our listeners. Thanks, and, guys. So many people, great texts. Yeah, text they ask us if we like to, if you don't mind coming and doing it on Sunday mornings, and and I really I don't even think about it. Like, I enjoy love coming in, chatting about 
things I love to do and, and, yeah. and the gardening and talking Sharing with everybody. Sharing that spirit of gardening. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good way to start the day. Absolutely. <laughs> and here we go. We got another question. Hello. Is there anything I need to do to prepare for my, my honeyberry bushes in the spring to give them a really good start? It's the second year in our yard. Fertilizers or soil. Um, I, I'm very similar to what we just chatted about with the lilacs. Um, the honeyberries, when you first get them going, slow deep watering. Yeah. I'd get a soaker hose and put it around it. Yep. I've got five of them in my front yard. They're awesome. It took about three years for them to really start to take off, but I find three years is sort of the magic number for most Do shrubs. you find you fertilize enough? I, 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 yes. So okay. What I, yeah, okay, what good. I do with um, my front yard especially, it's all perennial and shrubs. Um, so what I do is in the spring, um, if I can get to it in the fall, I'll try in the fall, but generally it ends up being in the spring. Um, I'll just take a bunch of aged compost and it looks like my bark mulch anyway. I put it right at the base of the plant. And then for me, I know that that as the season um, is getting food into it. It's yeah, it's sort of doing a slow release. Um, And it's been they've responded really well. This is our sixth year now and they are no five years in the ground and they are taking off. Yeah. So I'm actually starting to have to prune them back now, which is and great. You sh- and those should go like crazy. Um, so just slow deep watering. Yep. And if you're not using the combos, um, fertilize 15, 30, 15 is a great one for those. Because um, a of tomato fertilizer. Yep. yep. You want the middle number. Same with blooms and fruit. That's where you want the middle number. Yep. And, I started fertilizing more last year. In the past, I haven't been. I got off it a bit. Just yeah. kind of get busy. And you, well, you have a new house and you have new plantings. Well, right? and, and everything. So. You kind of just get going. You don't realize. And then, I'll be honest, it's the... It's the pub in, in Silverado, Jay. Oh, he, at Kildare's, he owns, yeah. yeah, Kildare's. Yeah. And we do that. Uh, we do the baskets for him. And and he looks after him so well. Yep. Um, Jay, if you're listening, big yeah. shout out. You do a great job. Uh, and I go in, and, and even in August, his are just looking phenomenal but I, yeah. he's up there and they give him a yeah. hard time because he's a he's a burly guy like me he's, and he uh and they would kind of give him a hard time he has there. green thumbs man. absolutely it's worth grabbing a drink on their patio just to sit around all those beautiful annuals and it really uh, and they also they have honeyberry bushes just out on the other side of the patio as well so we took i think they had five and we transplanted all of them um they were dug up they sat out for i think a day yep so their roots, we kind of healed them in a bit, but they didn't show any sign of transplant shock. Everything's doing really great. So honeyberry bushes are so hardy here. Yeah. They're in the honeysuckle family, so they do really well in the prairies. So That's really, the haskup berry too, yep, right? Yeah, haskup, yep. And, and man, do they produce. So you'll see massive bumblebees in June. They're some of the first fruit that we get um, locally here. And so, yeah, you'll get these sort of nondescript sort of light white greenish flowers. But the bees love them, um, so it's good early food for bumblebees and honeybees. And then the berries come pretty quick after. But yeah. our soil doesn't have a lot of nourishment in it. Like we, you, yeah. you have a couple inches of soil that you're into clay. So the more you feed, you don't want to overfeed. Break but you up want, that clay because it's full of nutrients. Yeah, and you want to get into a good feeding program sort of once a week for a lot of your flowering. If you're doing container pots, like hang baskets and all your window baskets, Definitely fertilize because there's only so yep. much soil in there and we jam them full of all yep. those annuals. Annuals do everything they can in one season, so they're heavy feeders. Yep. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, we got to take a break and those we got to pay the bills and feed ourselves with the commercials. <laughs> and you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. So this is Christmas. What have you 
Another great Christmas tune. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And we did get a text regarding our podcast, and they hadn't been updated. So we're going to send a note um, to the the upper bees or the the people that make those decisions and see the last one was updated, I think November 24th. Um, so we'll see uh, if they can get those back updated. And usually you can listen to those on all the, on the po- Apple podcast, the Spotify podcast, all the places where you can usually listen to your podcast. If you want to mm-hmm. subscribe to our show, it it's on there. And I know I got, well, how many, I got 50, 60 some episodes that I'm behind on that I got to listen to again. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that over the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Okay, kids. You get to listen to me for hours on the drive. Yeah. Oh, they'd love it. Yeah, that'll go over well. <laughs> um, and we, we did have a question if you're removing... Here's a great question. Oh, it says here... And uh, I know Joanna yeah, responded, just but I'm, here, I'm but going to... Yeah, it's a good to, one for on Yeah, here. it says, hi, Merle and Joanna. Today... He said, that would be me, that you should wait until February March to cut down a Cotone Aster possible winter injury. So why is it okay to prune trees? And aren't they susceptible to winter injury with all the cuts? No, basically what I was, and I guess, I, and I'll explain, um, when you have a, a full shrub and you're taking it right down to the ground, you're removing all the wood. So really then the winter, any winter or, or winter damage can happen to where it's been cut right down to the ground. If you're just making a few cuts, the majority of the trees left, and and it'll be fine. But it's just I want to leave most of the wood on a hedge um, to protect it from that winter injury until till spring. Did that right. make sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. I think it's just sort of in the amount of pruning you're Absolutely. hoping to do. Absolutely. If you're right? going to take more than thirty percent, I'd kind of be more cautious because mm-hmm. um, then you you could get some winter kill, and your trees are a lot hardier than when you're taking something right down. I just don't want to get it right down to the ground and then you're killing it right at the root as well. Mm-hmm. So trees and shrubs are a l- have a little bit different um, treatment anyway. There's yeah. a little bit different creature, right? So. Yeah. And uh, here we got a question. Can I transplant trees from Caroline to Rockyford? And how can I have success? For the most part, I think you should be able to. It depends what varieties you're pulling from. I would uh, I would do it early spring as possible and uh, try and get as big a root ball as you can. Like get some nursery pots or something um, and then dig them up, put them into the nursery pots, do your transportation, have your holes ready on the other end. And and when you do it, I would transplant with fifteen thirty fifteen or ten fifty two ten. You want again? You want the high middle number to help get the roots going, or the Rage Plus is another one that would work really good for that. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I'd put bark mulch on it. You want yep. to create as mulch, le- least yeah, at least amount of stress, and uh, and you don't want to keep them soaking wet, but you want to make sure that they are they're well hydrated through that transplant. Time. One thing I learned about transplanting, um, I learned this from Cal Hort. Uh, another, I hadn't thought about this, but when you transplant, try and pay attention to the orientation of the plant when it was in the ground and try and repeat that. So if it was, um, try and keep the south-facing side facing south. Do you think and that makes a difference though, really? I, I don't know. I think when we transplant, we should give it every chance we can. I, I've heard it's that. It's not hard to do. But Might I've, as well do I've it. retransplanted like thousands of trees. And, I never and you do don't it know before pot, the summer. But I know, but then they'll yeah. live though. That's yeah. what I mean. So is that just more of a, a myth or is that kind of um, a, if you're both. doing a, if you're doing I'm gonna a live? I'm going to say both. <laughs> and I think if it doesn't hurt, do it anyway. But I don't Absolutely. think, I don't think your plant will die if it's not in the right same, yeah. same orientation. But I did hear that. I was like, oh, 
That does make sense because I think the plant has put a lot of energy into orienting itself that way. Awesome. Um, but yeah. Awesome. We got one more quick one. What can okay. I do with this Christmas cactus to get it back in full full, full growth, growth again? again. It, it's quite an older one. I would say that one definitely needs a transplanting. And I would feed it with fifteen thirty fifteen. It 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 almost has bark, so it's quite an mm-hmm. older one. Um, it looks like it. It just looks like it's it's suffering a bit. I would I would definitely get it into a new pot, fresh soil, and uh, and then go from there. And with all that new growth, you can take some cuttings that get those healthy. Like get rid of some of the tops that are not looking great. Just just pick those right off, and I would just get it healthy again, like with fifteen, thirty, fifteen, and some fresh soil. Um, it just looks like it's a bit of yeah. It's an older one, so to yeah. rejuvenate it a bit, that's a great idea. There's also a quick one. I know we're almost out of time, but buds are dropping off of their Christmas cactus that they bought two weeks ago. What's happening? Um, a lot of it could be too wet. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times when you get a cactus, people water them or they have that fancy foil on the outside. You fill it up and then it just sits in water. Yeah. It'll drop its buds from there. But that's all we have time for today. Thank mm. you, Joanna. See you thanks next week. Me. Yeah, I'm going to go see Santa. Awesome. <laughs> thanks, Brian. And thanks for listening to us here on Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.